0: Welcome to Answers May Vary. Each week we listen to your dilemmas and try to come up with workable solutions you can put into place to start improving your teaching life today. I'm Kate Harkins. And I'm Stephanie Handley. And together with you, we're Three Heads. So last week we talked about some of the books we really enjoy teaching and some of the books that we dare say we hate <laughs> teaching. If you didn't listen to that episode, you might want to. This sort of comes on the heels of that. I have an idea for a new novel that I want to teach, but our district requires us to get admin approval first. Any suggestions on how to approach this? First of all, it's so fun when you have an idea about a new novel to teach because Your enthusiasm will be infectious. Will there be a day when you stand in front of the class and say, you're ruining this book for me? Probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, not that we can relate to that or anything.
0: (laughs) But it's just fun when you have something that you're like, oh, I think this could be good. I'm actually enjoying working on this. Yes. Now, you say that the district requires us to get admin approval. I would say- Regardless of whether your district requires or does not require, I would get admin approval. Even if your admin is like, I don't need to approve this, be like, I just want you to. (laughs) (laughs) And the only reason I say that is because it's nice to be able to have that sort of backup Mm -hmm. of I wasn't the only person who made this decision that (laughs) other people looked at it, that other people had their hand in it. And I think that if you look at historically books that have maybe been challenged, Mm -hmm. that when there were more people who put a rubber stamp on it, it just adds an air of credibility to it as opposed to like this rogue teacher just (laughs) chose the book all on their own. So I would say just in terms of covering yourself professionally,
1: Mm -hmm. I would get that approval. Yeah, I mean, you can get complaints about books that are widely accepted as part of probably will. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely, if you're bringing in something new, you want to make sure that you've got at least one more person who's got your back.
0: (laughs) We had a friend, well, she's still a friend, but she (laughs) taught with us at the time that I swear that woman was a magnet (laughs) for (laughs) objections to teaching classics. Uh huh. Like books, you would think no one will object to this. She
1: always got objections. And they were crazy objections, too. They were crazy objections. She was accused of teaching a lesson on how teenage boys can murder and rape and get away with it. And we were like, wait, what? Yeah, it was was
0: crazy. And then just, yeah, all kinds of things. So, you know, people are going to object to things. It's inevitable. And maybe they won't object
1: this year, but they'll object. Next year, just the more you have yourself covered, the better. Absolutely. And I think, obviously, we kind of addressed this last week, but it's great to introduce new texts into your curriculum, mm-hmm. um, whether you're doing it because you need a break, you're trying to increase student interest and engagement, you're trying to make your curriculum more accessible for more students, or just bring in diverse voices. If you have a curriculum like ours that said Night by Elie Wiesel was the diverse voice, which, yeah. not that it's not, but that's <laughs> generally not what we mean when we right. say we in want more diversity in 2022. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think that if you are waiting for your district to yeah. adopt new texts, or you're waiting for your textbook
1: publisher to Could be waiting a long time, offer
0: <laughs> or, you know your next textbook adoption or whatever. I mean, those they're just so slow to change yeah. that they, there's no reason for you not to bring something yeah.
1: to the table that's new and different. And. I mean, it was a shockingly recent textbook that had Ellie Wiesel as the most diverse voice. So uh, just because it's a new textbook doesn't mean it will solve your problems there right. either. Right. <laughs> One thing you want to do is read it yourself first. <laughs>
0: now, we are not suggesting that anyone who would listen to our podcast <laughs> would go in and want to teach a book they hadn't read themselves before and be like the pioneer yeah. for it. But read it yourself first with an eye to from page one. I'm going to be Mm -hmm. teaching this book because we have a tendency to read differently when we are thinking about teaching a novel. That doesn't mean that you should be thinking about, like, what am I going to do with this novel? How am I going to teach it? But just be thinking about, okay. If I had to, am I going to stand up in front of the class and read this passage? Am I going to stand up in front of the class and host a discussion
1: about this?
0: <laughs> And sometimes things that if you read them a couple of years ago, you may have forgotten the details or you're just reading
1: it for yourself, just
0: read it for yourself. And some things like just didn't even register as being objectionable or something that people would object to, because I think lots of times as English teachers, we tend to be fairly open about things that we're willing to read just because I don't know the whole point of The point in reading is to
1: hear new voices and different perspectives and gain empathy. Right. We tend to value the First Amendment. (laughs) Just just a little.
0: But I think also, especially in high school, you tend to be more open just because of the types of people you encounter and the experiences your students have and what they go through Mm -hmm. and just the diversity of their
1: experience. And just really wanting them to read a book and like it. Yeah. And if this will get you to read and like it, okay, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think to add on to what Kate said, I can agree to that. I'm a, I'm a fast reader and I like YA. And so mm-hmm. I'll just remember an impression of a book, but mm-hmm. it is very different. And I think I, there was one, I was so excited to read this book because I've always loved Mystery. Um, Mystery, it's relatively recent that YA has- really had a lot of options in mm-hmm. that genre. And I was so excited that this book that I was loving and it was page turning and I got to the end and I was like, I'm gonna get sued if there's a school shooting at our school. <laughs> and I just was like, I'll put it on the shelf and I hope some kids read it and I'll tell them I liked it, but I will absolutely not be reading this as a class. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: You want to think about making sure it's appropriate for the classroom, Mm -hmm. just in terms of when we say appropriate for the classroom, don't be thinking about philosophical differences because we'll always always have disagreements. And And as we
1: said a minute ago, that's the point of reading in English is to engage with voices you might disagree with. Yeah. Sometimes even
0: the books that you teach, you may philosophically as as a private citizen disagree (laughs) with the book, but- you're like, well, I can teach it. I don't have to personally believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> when we talk about is it appropriate for the classroom, think about more in terms of like age appropriate for yeah. the classroom. Are you going to be the person to introduce mm-hmm. students to a topic or an issue that societally we maybe ex- expect parents yeah. to? I think sometimes it can be difficult to leave parenting to parents yeah. because some parents are going <laughs> to let the school do it. But if sort of a typical parent would say that's something that should be taught at home first yeah. and then explored at later school. in the yeah. classroom. So think about it in terms of exposure to violence, it, yeah. exposure to language, mm-hmm. exposure to
1: um Maybe how descriptively a romantic interchange <laughs> is described. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. there's a difference between knowing it happens and some books are very descriptive. And right. some students are not ready for that. Being required reading from their teacher. Right.
0: And I think because lots of times with this idea of bringing in new books, you're trying to bring in something that's really going to engage your students. Yeah. And what engages high school students tends to be pretty provocative. Yeah. And that's fine. Right. <laughs> and, and I think. I always feel like I would much rather my child read about it in a book than yeah. feel the need to go out into the world right. and experience or, or it Or even watch it on the internet. Or, yeah, <laughs> watch it on the internet. Obviously, there's always going to be some parent who says, my child should not read a book that has the F word in it. Right. But if you can say, well, the use of the F word here is showing something. Yeah. You know, it's not gratuitous, that right. kind of thing then you tend to be able to get through things. Or,
1: you know, you're a senior in high school. And while (laughs) I would prefer your student not use this word in the classroom, they maybe have heard it before. Right, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe not an argument you want to use with a seventh grader, but I feel like by a senior year in high school. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing you want to do is talk to your department chair or school librarian for two reasons. If the book's already on the approved list for your district, it's going to be really easy to get that approved. Mm -hmm. We brought in a new text one time that it was on the supplemental text for our Mm -hmm. curriculum. And so that was pretty easy to get approval for. It's also helpful just in case you're not aware to make sure you're not stepping on anyone else's toes and you're not in the school book room grabbing a book. And then that was actually the book that the teacher the next grade up always teaches. And now Mm -hmm. you've like ruined their curriculum for the next year. And Mm -hmm. that just gives you headaches you don't need or want to have. So it is good just to kind of make sure someone who is aware of what's being taught at the school can vouch that like that's an appropriate choice.
0: Yeah. Also, your school librarian has some insight. They definitely have resources that you don't in terms of maybe the general feeling in your school district Yep. or if they've heard about controversies that you haven't. They're not going to tell you one way or another what you should or shouldn't do, but it's just nice to have that input.
1: Yeah. And, you know, different Teachers have different tolerance levels oh, for, for sure. how much headache they want to deal with. So you may be fine with it, but it's helpful to know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. When you communicate with admin, you definitely want to have thought about and discussed a plan why you want to make the change. So why don't you want to teach what's in the actual curriculum? Why is this a better replacement? What purpose is it serving? Is it, and I think especially if there are potential controversial issues or it's a very contemporary novel, you do want to have an educational purpose for it. You don't just want to be like, I don't know, it's cool. It's a fun read. Yeah. Um,
0: And (laughs) the students like it. Yes, that is a plus. (laughs) And we definitely want to choose things that students are going to like. Otherwise, (laughs) just stick with what you have. But there
1: should be a sort of a compelling reason that you've Brought this to the table. It's helpful to provide a summary. It's mm-hmm. fantastic if you happen to have an admin who reads. Um, you may not. If mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not a former English teacher themselves, that may just not be their way to engage. And mm-hmm. so, a summary is helpful just to kind of make sure they have all the content. And if there are potential issues that you're aware of, bring it to their attention early on, tell them your plan for addressing them, mm-hmm. and really just kind of make sure everyone's on the same page before you start the book.
0: Yeah. And and again, there's always going to be something that somebody can object to. But if you are in your considering of the book, there's something that sort of has like your your teacher radar <laughs> pinging. <laughs> is pinging, then go ahead and address that in advance. And your admin may say, no, that's not a reason to not do the yeah. book. So don't even worry about it. Yeah. Again, it's good to have those additional insights yeah. into what they think is appropriate or inappropriate, yeah. because at the end of the day, they're going to be the the ones who have your back.
1: Yeah. And I think everyone would prefer to know what they're getting into. Your admin is going to be much more helpful to you if they already know what you're teaching before parents call, should they call, mm-hmm. um, than for them to be caught off guard and be like, what are you doing in that classroom? Mm-hmm. Because- As we all know, the version that students take home is Mm -hmm. not always the correct version. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. you do um, want them to kind of be on your side ahead of time. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes the the parts of the book that students
0: choose to take home. And you're like, that was like a page (laughs) and and out of context, but I'm so glad you shared. (laughs) I'm glad you're talking about school with your parents. (laughs) Once you've sort of gotten to that point, then you want to talk to the appropriate person at your site, whether it's admin, the librarian, the title one coordinator, about the best way to obtain the book for your students. Are you going to order it as the school going to order it, the district? Can you get it through a site like Actively Learn, which will enable you to either purchase or to rent? Mm -hmm. Is it a book that... I know for us, our district made very clear that schools don't own books. <laughs> <laughs> Districts do. Has it already yeah. been
1: purchased?
0: And um, is just at another site. Right. Yeah. yeah. You want to keep in mind that the Williams Act <laughs> means that all students have to have access to the copy of the book and you can't require students to obtain access on their own. So you need to be providing it. Is that going to be possible? And- some schools are willing to, you know, bend over backwards to find those monies and other schools are like, sorry, we don't have, that's great. You should teach that, but we don't have money for
1: right. it. <laughs> but you hear stories all the time about teachers who get projects funded through whether it's grants or Kickstarters mm-hmm. or GoFundMe. So certainly mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be a reason not to teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously like you're going to have to take some extra steps if your site doesn't have that kind of funding.
0: If you're going to read in class, you could maybe just get a class set. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of that. I don't like that idea. Yeah. It means that nothing can happen anywhere. But, but in
1: your classroom. In your
0: classroom, which i in an ideal world, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but can we read a book and do the work for the book? All in All class. in the same place? Just be thinking of that in Students terms who of- Students are
1: absent, how are you going to deal with that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so keep that in, in mind. What else?
1: I mean, then have fun, right? <laughs> I think one thing that does come to mind though is don't feel obligated to teach a book because your school has bought it. We came into a situation one time where we came in late to a discussion and a book had already been purchased that we were very uncomfortable with mm-hmm. teaching. And it was easy to feel a little guilty because the school had bought these books. Mm-hmm. And I think it is important to emphasize that if you are not comfortable with it, you don't have to teach it.
0: Yeah. I think at the end of the day, what you want to keep in mind is that if you're asking your school to purchase a book, think about can it be used by mm-hmm. people other than yourself? Yeah. If it's something that only you are ever going to want to teach, that's fairly limiting and yeah. that might influence your admin's willingness to purchase. But if the other people at your grade level would also be interested in teaching it, there's you know power in numbers yeah. and that can be helpful. But if it's sort of like a flash in the pan kind of a thing or something that is just your passion, maybe think about ways that you can introduce it to your classroom that are
1: less of an investment yeah. than this. That just reminded me that along with that would be very like time specific books mm-hmm. that just are not going to age well mm-hmm. or you know like the blockbuster movies coming out in a month and yeah. like no one's going to read the book in future years yeah. and so I think that in addition to whether you're the only one teaching it think mm-hmm. about how well it will age is it something your school is going to be able to use more than one year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When you choose a book that's high interest, is it high interest just because, oh, everybody's going to read it right now and then it'll be over with and it'll be done? Yeah. Or when you read it, do you see that there's some real lasting value yeah. in it? Because if there's some real lasting value in it, then number one, there's value in teaching it. Yeah. But number two, it's something that you'll be able to go back to for several years yeah. and get your money's worth in terms of the time that you're going to invest in to creating the materials and then also that your school's going to invest or your district or your PTL or, or whatever or is Or your
1: wonderful um, friends on GoFundMe, you yes, know?
0: <laughs> exactly. So thank you so much for joining us. We hope something we said resonated with you and that you have something you can put to work in your classroom. If you have a dilemma you'd like to talk to us about or you'd like to hear us talk about, email us at hello at threeheads.works. If you want to be notified of our next upload, be sure to follow us. Chat soon. Bye.